Hello, this is Jim and Angela, and you are on the Christian Life Empowerment Podcast. This is a podcast where we try to talk about everyday stuff that goes on in our life and and ways that we can help other people find a relationship with Jesus Christ and grow closer to God ourselves. And that's why Christian Life Empowerment, we, we figure the more we can try to help others, well, the more we kind of help ourselves, huh? Isn't that how it works? That is how it works. You try to teach somebody something and you learn yourself. Oh, sometimes much more, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we're good. We wanted to talk. Well, you came up with this, this thought that we're going to be talking about today. And what is it, Ange? Well, um, it's the power of words. So recently, the last podcast we did together, we talked about self-esteem. And it just got me thinking about, you know, what causes some of our self-esteem issues. And, you know, the old adage, when you're a kid, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me, um, is just so untrue. Yeah. And um, there's, there's a song that's been playing on the radio recently that just ties right into this subject. Um, and... Why don't you read the first first verse of that yeah. song? So, so this is a song by Leanna Crawford, and it's called Mean Girls. Um, and she sings, Mean girls don't remember what they say, but it's funny because I can't seem to forget. Their whispers opened up the door to a world called insecure. No, mean girls don't remember what they say. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but no one ever warned me about words. Oh, yeah. Boy, that's powerful, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it just, I I can remember things that people said when I was in third, fourth, fifth grade. Isn't that amazing? There's a lot of things you can't remember, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But somebody makes a snide comment or, you know, just is, is mean about what you're wearing or how you look or how you talk and... It just sticks with you, and I think it molds you. Um, I, I I believe you're right, and uh, the the verse in that song got me. It says, "And they don't even know what they say." How does that go? It says, "Yeah, mean girls don't remember what they, they don't say re- because they don't even know they said anything wrong." Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. I mean, they don't remember. People sometimes we don't even realize that we've said anything that hurtful, mm-hmm. but somebody else can take it, and it can it can change their life. Yeah. Yeah. It could literally change their life. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in the South. I grew up right outside New Orleans. And when Say I... Say that again. <laughs> See? See? Yeah. New Orleans. Um, when I first moved to Oregon, uh, I moved into Sandy. Uh, so, small town. It was very small back then. And I was in middle school. And I got teased so hard for my Southern accent that I learned how to talk without it. And really, it only comes back when I say certain words, like New Orleans or, or y'all, y'all comes out a lot, or when, you know, I'm talking to my son who still lives there. Otherwise, I have learned, I have adapted my speech because I was teased for my Southern drawl. Wow, so it absolutely changed your life. It changed the way that you, you displayed yourself to mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, there's there's things you remember. I remember... 
I remember my dad. I love my dad, and he wasn't trying to be hurtful or anything. But, but I was—I think I was four years old, right? And I was—I believe now, looking back, was growing pains. But I just had these weird pains in my legs, and I would stretch my legs, and I would complain about it. And he would come in. He came in one time with a butter knife and said, "If you don't quit complaining, I'm going to cut your legs off." No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love my dad. Don't yeah. get me wrong. A great guy, you know, and he was just, you know, he was joking. Of course, he would never do that. And he had a butter knife in his hand for right. crying out loud. You know, it wasn't, he wasn't being malicious and he didn't think nothing of it. But, you know, I'm 56 right now. And I remember that mm -hmm. when, when I was four years old, mm -hmm. I, I remember that. So yeah, this, some of this stuff just sticks with you. Yeah. Um, and it just, I, like I said, it shapes how you view yourself it shapes how you interact with other people. Um, it just, you know, I've got scars from cuts and falls and stuff, and I only really ever think about them when I see them or like if it's hurting. Mm -hmm. But the words that people say, just, they're always with me. Another verse in the Leanne's song talks about, um, you know, a picture frame says the little girl inside the picture frame was smiling because she never heard of shame. But now mean girls are the reason why I change my clothes a thousand times before I walk out the door. Wow. And I mean, for, you know, any woman who's ever been told, wow, that does make you look fat or, you know, is teased for her clothes. I still do it. You know, I'm, you know, over 40 and there are times where I will change my outfit three times before church because of, you know, that little voice from, you know, fifth grade that's saying, wow, your legs are too wide or, you know, your, your butt's too big again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just something that someone said and now I question as something as simple as my outfit right, right well and i have read studies where they have they have taken adults that were that were verbally abused as children mm -hmm. and they find that these adults have have taken that from their childhood and it still affects them it's even it even gives is more effect on a person than physical abuse they found and so it, you know you may know who you are but you know if you're really afraid of, of, of hurting feel somebody's feelings or how they might feel um, a lot of that sometimes comes from children that really didn't have great attachments when they were kids so when they grow older, that attachment, they're always worried they're going to lose that attachment. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because then they overreact mm -hmm. about, you know, what's happening and, oh, what did that text mean or what did this, you know? And yeah. so, um, yeah, there, there's absolutely your words, especially to children. Oh, my Ooh. goodness, to children. Mm -hmm. If if you are if you are verbally abusing your children or a child, what you're doing is you you're potentially harming them for life. It actually changes the white matter in their brain. They found when kids are verbally abused, it changes their brain chemistry. Wow. Yeah. So so how do we how do we change our behaviors? How do we change the words? How can we consciously be aware of what we're saying instead of 
just reacting? Mm. Oh, that's a great question because if we could just do it, we'd have just done it, right? right? <laughs> I mean, right, right. Just do it. Come on, think yeah. before you speak. Okay, I tried that. I, yeah, and, I think, and I'm and, still messing it up, right? I, yeah. I still say stupid crap. And, and I think that part of the answer is in the question is be consciously aware, um, and, which is hard at all to be aware at all times of the words that are coming out of your mouth mm. because we are emotional beings and we react to things yeah um so i think it's i see it as building a habit like if my habit or if my first go-to when somebody cuts me off on the freeway is to curse and flip them off that's going to become a habit right you know but if i can somebody cuts me off and i just take one breath and say, okay, maybe they're in a hurry, maybe they're going, you know, and just try to think before I act. Right. And I do that every time, or as many times as I can, hopefully it will become a habit to not react and to actually think. Yeah, I, I yeah, the, building those habits are important, doing the same thing over and over. I, I think as Christians, we really have a, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, that try to do the self-help stuff and self-help is good right yeah. reading the books doing the the uh doing the work doing the you know trying to, to to better yourself but but christians really have an advantage we have jesus christ right mm -hmm. and jesus talked about being born again and i know that that phrase is thrown around a lot but really becoming a new person and and god can help you to become a new person i mean i used to before I, you know, opened that door when Jesus was knocking so hard, right? He's knocking all the time. I wouldn't open it. I finally opened it. I tell you, before I opened that door, you couldn't hardly be around me and not hear the F-bomb thrown mm -hmm. out. And I think I've talked about this before. But after I, I, I just gave my life to God, it's like it's like a, a, fl a switch flipped. Mm -hmm. And I'm no longer throwing out those four-letter words. And, boy, I didn't think I could ever quit. But but somehow. And was it was it? pretty immediate it was it was immediate it was okay. amazing yeah it was it, it wasn't like a, a slow thing it was immediate i'll you know every once in a while I, yeah, I got it. I, when i'm around a bunch of people throwing out those words sometimes yeah, i'll accidentally let it slip but for the most part i can hit myself with a hammer mm -hmm. and not let it slip but so we've got that advantage as christians to have god filling us with mm -hmm. himself and turning us into a new person so that our attitudes and our thoughts and our the way we look at life changes. There is, I think the other thing is, is looking at somebody and not just thinking, we'll get over it. You know, because if you understand that somebody may be, somebody may be sensitive, and it's just like, um, it's just like pain sensitivity, right? Mm -hmm. So some of us can handle more pain than others. Yep, yep. Same thing with emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And that could come from our childhood or just our personality. And if we can realize that some people have suffered a lot of emotional pain mm -hmm. and we don't want to contribute to that and understand, not, not just, well, get over it, mm -hmm. you know, you know, walk it off. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but realize there's some real pain there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was just I was laughing because I, the, the phrase popped into my mind. I think it goes, uh, 
Not once in the world of calm down has anybody calmed down when you tell them to calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no. That just ticks um, them off. Right, more. right. And it's, <laughs> Tried that with my wife. Calm down. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I think the other thing, um, in all seriousness, is you don't have to live in other people's pain, but don't brush it aside. Mm. If somebody mm -hmm. tells you that you know, either what you said hurt them or, you know, I've gone through this and, or is reacting in a certain way, they have a right to their feelings. Mm -hmm. And you don't know where those feelings are come from, come from. But you don't have to live in those feelings. You just need to accept that that is the way they feel and not try to, I guess, change that or tell them they don't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, empathy. Yes, empathy. It Trying is. to walk in somebody's shoes or right. understand where they're coming from. And if you don't understand, ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's real pain. They did a study and and in this study they were they were looking at physical pain compared to emotional pain and they had an MRI, right? Mm -hmm. So they were seeing which parts of the brain would light up and, and they, they did a study where they put this, um, this thing on somebody's arm that was very warm, right? Like uncomfortably mm -hmm. warm, like almost to burning. And then, then they, were, they were measuring with an MRI what that lit up in the brain. And then they also, they took a purse, they had 40 people, I guess, and they, um, they gave them pictures of their exes that had dumped them <laughs> and asked them to, to think about that feeling. Mm -hmm. And it lit up the same part of their brain huh. as a physical pain. A physical pain. Hmm. So that, that emotional pain is real. Yeah. And, and you wonder, you know, you wouldn't, I mean, most of us aren't going to go up and, and take a lit match and put it on somebody's skin. Right. But, we may put something in a Facebook post. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not even something directly against them, but it's something directly against something they strongly believe. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't know. There's, like you say, what, what do you do? Yeah. And I think that's why, that's why I struggle a little bit. Um, when you, when talking about, Jesus and and God the Father and trying to share him with people how do you how do you talk about a God who loves you or a father who loves you for who you are no matter what when the person you're talking to their earthly father beat them oh. or or verbally abused them right how can you explain a loving father to someone who's never seen that or experienced that yeah and i mean my my father never physically hurt me um but he was mentally i i would say mentally abusive i struggled so long to please him to make him proud of me and it bled over into all of my relationships until I met my husband. Mm. Um, and I mean, he wasn't a bad guy. He, he was just, you know, not a cuddling, I love you, you know, yeah. hugging father. And so I struggle personally with seeing God the Father like that because I haven't physically experienced that here on earth. 
Yeah, and and that makes a lot of sense. And you're not the first one I've heard say that. Um, I think that we're fortunate because we have Jesus Christ. Because you think about it, when the Israelites had a picture of God on Mount Sinai, what did they see? Fire and thunder. thunder. And smoke, yeah. right? Okay. They, they seen the, the, the burning, you know, the, uh, the pillar of fire pillar or of the, fire. the yeah. you know, the mm -hmm. cloud. But when after the cross, or, or not after the cross, but after Jesus was born, we see the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. We see the woman caught in adultery. We see this view of God that is, and maybe not God the Father, maybe it's more God the Brother. Yeah. And, I mean, I've, I've heard people say, well, it's, it's two different gods, or, or God changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Mm. Well, God is God, and He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yes. Yeah. So, it, I don't, God didn't change. I think people changed and how he communicates with us changes. I know for God to get my attention is going to be different than how he gets your attention. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and it has to be that way because we're so individually completely different that it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so God's got to work individually different with all of us. But yeah, absolutely. God is, is working with all of us. And, oh, I don't know, Ange. What, what do we do to help those people that have been emotionally scarred? I mean, what do we, as far as being Christians, we should have a ton of stuff to offer people that have been emotionally scarred. Yeah. I mean, and there are, there are books and studies. I think for me, it is sitting down and actually sharing my struggle, my pain with somebody. Uh, I found that if I can share my experiences and things that I struggle with, it tends to help people. I don't know. I don't know if trust me is the right one, but you know, if I tell you my story, it's easier, I think, for you to tell me your story. Right. Because it's, you know, it's a give and take. It's not just, you're not opening up to somebody who's just going to listen and walk away. Yeah. You know. that, that's a good point. It's important to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's important for people to know that, that you know, the, you hurt too. Yeah. I mean, just because we're Christians does not mean that our lives are perfect. And I think uh, for a long time, you know, I put on my quote unquote nice clothes and my smile and I went to church and everything was fine. Somebody asked me how you're doing, how was your week? Oh, I'm great. Everything's fine. Yeah. And inside I'm crying mm. because I thought I had to be okay to go to church. Mm. Yeah. And yet, you know, when I start yet the first week first week I actually wore jeans to church um, I was very hesitant to even go, but I, I could not bring myself to put anything else on. Um, I was just having a day and in the parking lot, I had a lady came up to me and say, I am so glad you wore jeans today. Thank you. 
I don't have a dress. I don't own a dress. And mm. I wasn't sure if I could come in jeans. Oh, wow. And, I mean, me having a bad day and, have you know, affecting my wardrobe helped somebody else. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, I think we have, we have to be authentic. We can't shove our pain and our hurts and our struggles behind a smile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have to be, be true to ourselves and let people around us know that we're, well, we're sinners and we have pains and we cry and, and we have troubles. Um, and, you know, if we're, if we're fortunate, we're, we're not as emotionally vulnerable as some of the people that are coming into our congregations and, and into our lives. I know I have been so fortunate and, and maybe my mother will hear this or maybe not, but, but when I was, when I was doing a little study on this and, and I heard about how children that are emotionally abused grow up with that, um, you know, with, a, with having a hard time having relationships with other people, mm -hmm. I was so happy that my mother was the loving mother that she was mm -hmm. and it gave me such an advantage it, it, I feel that it gives me such an advantage because I mean I you know I'm pretty thick-skinned yeah and people like me sometimes that are thick-skinned think everybody should be thick-skinned yep yep and that's tough because you want to you know every I don't know it's it's that's a tough one I know I have a certain work ethic and I hold my employees to my work ethic and they're not at the same level as I am. So how can I hold them to my same standards? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I totally get that, that, you know, when, when you grow up a certain way or you have a certain environment, it's, it's hard to remember sometimes. And wonder why people are having these, these problems mm -hmm. and thinking, well, you know, walk it off, you know, yeah. get over it. Yeah. And, and it's not that easy to get over. So give us, uh, give us the chorus out of that song. Uh, so I smile and I pretend it doesn't hurt, but the older that I get, it just gets worse. Lord, find me and remind me that my worth is worth so much more than their words. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. My worth is so much more than their words. And if you can, you know, we were talking last last time about looking at your, seeing yourself through God's eyes. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think that's that's where I see this this song by uh, Leanna Crawford. I see this going as if. If I can find my worth in God instead of the words that are coming out of people's mouths here on earth, mm -hmm. I will see that I am precious in his eyes. Yeah. And that will permeate me. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't mark your value by somebody else's mm -hmm. belief in you or understanding or lack of. Right. And I think that goes towards the question we were asking before is how do we, how do we help people that are emotionally scarred and damaged? And, and maybe that last verse, I mean, we, we show them when we hold them up to Jesus and we say, look at how valuable you are to Jesus. I mean, Jesus came and he, he died on the cross for you. You have that much value yeah. that he would have died just for you. And if you're that valuable, don't worry about what that person said over there. Yeah. 
or how you may think people feel about you when they look at you. Because the only thing that really matters is how God feels about you. And he thinks you're more precious than anything this world has. Yeah, he, he looked at everything in this world and thought that it needed you. Yeah. He created you to be here at this time and this place. Yeah, yeah. That's a great, that's a great thought to end with, Angie. I agree. All right. <laughs> hey, well, thank you for hanging with us. And uh, I hope that you can come back again while we try to do a podcast every week, if it works out. If it works out. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so yeah, subscribe. I mean, the subscribe button is right down below. You can also um, go to the website and go to the contact page and contact us and tell us what you think. You can leave a comment, but uh, but we hope to, to talk with you again soon or talk to you soon. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not talking back to us, but if you leave a comment, you are so um so we'll go from there but but hey yeah subscribe to this channel tell us what you think contact us if you can and we will see you again real soon so god bless bye y'all bye bye <laughs>